Hello, welcome to SoFly episode three. Um, it's eight thirty in the morning. I've got a coffee going, but nobody else does, and I don't really understand what's going on there. I have five hour energy. Five, yeah, you almost got a five hour energy going. <laughs> it's a beautiful day, and uh, we're recording on location today for the first time. Um, really, really excited to be down at Drift Outfitters on Queen Street in Toronto, and uh, we're interviewing Rob, who's the owner here at Drift Outfitters, and we're going to be going through some questions with him about the fly shop and also like where he's from and what he fishes for uh and then later we'll talk about the international fly fishing festival right yep, fourth one four. all right so next weekend yeah, yeah. they're going to be hosting it next weekend here at drift so we're going to talk about that um but first like i said 8 30 in the morning beautiful day and we're not on the river fishing what's going on it's march yeah let's say that i guess so yeah Half of the river is not open still everything's yet. still pretty cold quiet and they're near blown as well it's a yeah. snow melt yeah, so they're, snow they're pretty melt. pretty chocolatey right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay it's not a big deal we got the next best thing going and so to kick it off my name's mitch and i'm joined again with yilma hey guys how you doing hey gab hey what's up and of course our guest today rob rob how's it going very well glad to be here awesome right on so it's gonna be a busy day for you you think uh yeah it should be uh saturday's gonna be quite good you know uh starting off with this great way to start and hopefully have a stellar day in the shop as well we're not so. going to be recording and customers coming in at any point are we uh no we should unless <laughs> okay, they good. arrive really close <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah right on well you know what it's saturday it's the almost the fishing season opening trout's gonna be open in like a month wait yeah yeah so it's you can probably expect a lot of people coming and get some leaders i know that i need to stock my trout box it's completely empty so i'll be here probably next weekend yeah we'll see you then <laughs> <laughs> but first rob how's it going and uh, we want to know what's your fishing story where are you from what's your what's your deal well it's a long story how much time do you have oh, we got all day. <laughs> no 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 i got a girlfriend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah priorities yeah uh so myself i'm from toronto uh born and raised in toronto i've escaped every chance that i have ever had uh to leave the city and do other things um my family has a farm property i spent my summers on as a kid or you know cottaging type of thing uh, where's where's the farm uh burks falls ontario so about three hours north you shoot oh. up the 11 um oh, sorry up the 400 up the 11 and you hit burks falls just oh, maybe yeah. four 40 minutes past Huntsville. Okay. Yeah, okay, so yeah. sweet. Is that, near, yeah. is that near like a body of water? Uh, many of them. Uh, yeah. Close to Lake Bernard, uh, Horn Lake, uh, Lake CC, yeah. Venomic Lake, uh, Magneto One River, um, and then Algonquin Jeez. Parks just to the east. A oh, little yeah. Bit. yeah. That's sick. Yeah, so it's okay. uh, central to a lot of stuff. Right on. Yeah. Nice. So, what kind of stuff did, like, when did you start fly fishing? Uh, I was probably 17 years old, I'd say. I picked up my first fly rod, went to Canadian Tire, got like a Daiwa special. You know, just the cheapest thing on the rack there. Same, same. Still right. have it, it works same. awesome still. My first rod was a Daiwa. Everybody's first rod was a Daiwa. That's a go-to. Most definitely, yeah. So like, my fly fishing career surely ended after I bought that rod. Um, and like within like days, I actually walked through a like, spring-loaded door and forgot how long the rod was. And very quickly, I heard a snap, a little twist of the wrist, and like... Yeah, no yeah. way absolutely yeah. met its fate totally gone uh then maybe like a year later i got it fixed and got back onto the lake and fly fished right a bit. Yeah. so did you so 17 you started fly fishing yep so did you what you did you spin fish before that oh yeah most definitely that's more what i grew up on you know worms and bobbers as a kid up in the family farm property a small little stream called sterling creek uh i grew up with uh like those red and white bobbers and you know split yeah. shot you know a box of worms from the local yeah, gas station yes we know them too i well. still use yeah. them yeah so do i yeah, yeah. 
they work. Hey, you know what? Sometimes <laughs> I get, like for me, it's getting kids into the sport. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and like, it's, it's approachable. They can put the rod down, run around for 20 minutes and come back to the rod and, you know, maybe there's a fish on the end. They have a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go through spiel how to get kids into fishing, but I think it's just the best way to do it. Uh, worms and bobbers or spinners and all that. And absolutely. I have nothing against spinning gear. There's a whole, I guess, elitism within fly fishing that people think you shouldn't do this, you know, spinning gear, bait casting. Yeah. We're all <laughs> trying to do the same thing with just different gear. I always, different gears, I always so, talk. Yeah. Should I insist? I'd say nowadays like 95% of my angling is with a fly rod and then you know a couple times when I caught it per year I'll get my bait casters back mm-hmm. out throw some you know top waters and have some that's the best out. time to get those rods out yeah. Yeah. when you're just at the cottage chilling oh yeah, yeah. yeah. you just want to like yeah. said, catch some fish drinking beer yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly you gotta get the, uh, the feathering in the spool back you get the thumb in touch with the bait oh, caster yeah. oh yeah <laughs> you need, you need every smart. year yeah. yeah I had a ninja turtle one <laughs> really that's pretty badass was it slow was it slow? No, no, it was good. It's a joke. I don't remember. Because you had Ninja Turtle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on. Jokes, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> so if you okay, started fly fishing when you were 17 yep. in a pretty incredible region, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So did you? what was your first fish on the fly rod? Uh, smallies. Small bass. Small bass. Uh, yeah. 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 Mine. Yelma's. Yeah. I think, it's, right? It's right on. Yeah. yeah. Touch hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a brook trout. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. There was no bass where I grew up. Yeah. Well, smallies, smallies are great to angle for, like for your first fish and first time fly fishing. Trout can be exceptionally fussy. You know, bass can be fussy as well, but, mm-hmm. you know, bass definitely tend to cooperate a lot more. more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, why I, I say why put somebody onto hard fish initially, get them fishing, get them catching fish, get them stoked, and mm-hmm. bass do that for you. So yeah. I was very happy to have small smallies yeah. my first Whatever fish. Size, oh, exactly. always fighting really yeah. hard, so it's fun. Exactly, and they, they take stuff off the top too. The explosion on the on yeah. the top oh, with these mouse patterns, yeah. like little muddlers, you can just sort of skate or, yeah. you know, even uh, Atlantic salmon flies for, for smallmouth bass, like yeah. bombers work exceptionally well. Yeah. You know, so and they love to, to go hairborne. No, it's, most it's, definitely. Gets excited. Yeah. Big time, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was there good trout fishing up in the region you're from? Um, I mean, Algonquin Park, right? Oh, yeah, to the east. Yeah, I never did much trout when I was a kid. Like, the most trout fishing I ever did was actually at Bird's Trout Farm in Stouffville, Ontario. Nice. Yeah, right what a plug. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so I used to go up there with my grandfather. He had a, he lived just north of there, and we go there and spend way too much money on the fish we caught. But, you know, I was ecstatic about it. You know, get a worm and a bobber once again and go catch some, you know, big rainbows in these stock ponds. And yeah. the feeling of accomplishment was, was there. It was exceptional. Absolutely. Yeah. And they got me really, really hooked. Like, the, the instant feedback of catching a fish and, you know, that, that thrill I got. So yeah. that was my first trout fishing, really. What were the trout, like, what were the rainbows like? In a trout pond, like were they ni- nice shape, nice fish? Oh, they're. Uh, I thought they were beautiful. They're they're, they're not bad. They yeah, can they, they can they can vary. <laughs> like they're pond they're pond fish, right? Like yeah, yeah. You know, it it does it depends on the stocking of the fish and how um how well they're raised. Yeah. Look at some of the hatcheries around here and like some of the ponds, like say the Franklin Club for example. Yeah. Their fish are gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Jim, the uh, yes the uh, the operator of that hatchery up there, and I think of the entire place actually. He has a phenomenal stocking program. His brood stocker great. Uh, the fish in the raceways, they look well looked after. <clears throat> and as they're introduced into the pond, they actually have this beautiful, like, fresh fish look to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, I've seen into other locations where the fish uh, that come out of raceways have, like, fused gill plates. Yeah, but they don't look like great. Like, their fins are, like, can't yeah, be, the can't be worse because yeah. they yeah. they're up against each other, right? Yeah. And they yeah. lose their adipose fin, too, like I've seen. Some yeah. Some oh. fish, right? Because they rub can't against Can't be worse than yeah. this, the Toronto Sportsman Show tank. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's depressing. I don't know how much it's going to happen. It's crazy. It's pretty nasty. Yeah. They need to definitely. Stop oh. that! Or, yeah, yeah, it's it's very depressing. That's something I got to think about for sure. Yeah, that's where, cool where is the Franklin Club? Uh, that is uh, in Mount Albert, so just okay. east of uh, Newmarket. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I've heard I've heard the name, I've seen the name like everywhere. Yeah. I always wonder yeah. like what, what I've talked to somebody from there, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you should totally try it." Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah it's a cool. This is a private club. Yeah, it yeah. definitely is. Um, it's approachable as well. It's not overly expensive. It's a great place yeah. to, you know, if you're looking to catch fish, there you go. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ponds are beautiful. There's boats to use. They yeah. pro staff on hand. It's actually quite a good place to go and spend cool. some time. That's cool. Yeah. This actually reminds me of like one lake that I fished back in near Ottawa. It's mm-hmm. called Horseshoe Lake. It's Bing Retreat. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, I have not. It's like this guy stalks these this lake that he owns with rainbows and browns and brook trout too. Okay. Yeah. The rainbows get huge because it's like 150 feet deep and they Whoa. all just hang out. Wow. And you just drift uh, drag fly nymphs. Yeah. If you just sit there like this, right? It's kind of like a boring <laughs> way to fish, but yeah. it's kind of nice too because you just you know you're doing chill. it right because yeah. you're just sitting there just drifting around. And the the brand, like the uh, the rainbows are huge and they jump out of the water in the lake. It's so cool. That's pretty awesome. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. That's interesting. You started fishing fishing smallmouth bass on the fly rod. Yeah. What like why did you why did you get into fly fishing? Like what made you pick up a rod? Oh man. Um. So in my early teens and through all my teens, I was fishing obsessed. Every moment that I had was outdoors, at the cottage, um, just you know on the water constantly. And I you know with my spinning gear bait casters, I got extremely proficient. I caught tons of yeah. fish very quickly and wanted that next challenge. It was a challenge again. Yeah. And there was that moment of like a river runs through it type thing where you watch the movie <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh my god. Dude, Spike for fly shop guys. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I used to work at a fly shop. Yep. And the owner told me, like, yeah, man, like five boom. years ago, ten years yeah. ago, when that movie came out, Huge everybody boom. bought fly yeah. rods. And yeah, then they're, yeah. now they're all in their closets. Forgot about the film. They wanted to be Brad Pitt. Yeah. The, the, I actually had clients last year when I was guiding still, and they um like one of the guys said, Look, I've I've, I've watched that movie, I want to be Brad Pitt sitting on standing on a rock in the middle of the river. I'm like Okay, sure. I can help you get to that phase, but first, like, yeah. forget everything you saw in that movie yeah. first, because yeah. it is Hollywood. Yeah. And it's a gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plastic surgery. Yeah. You got your hair. Yep. And it's going to be a pain in the ass, but we can get you there. We got the gear. Yep. Yeah. We're halfway. We have there. the technology. We can make this happen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right on. Right yeah. On. Okay. So fast forward to now. Yeah. You fly fished. You fly fished. You moved to Toronto. All that stuff. And you. Yeah. Oh, from Toronto, but from it's Toronto. old cottaging. Yeah. Old cottage up there. Yeah. So back and forth. You guys still have that up there? We do actually. Yeah, the cottage. Uh, so for cottage and the farm actually. So the, the cottage okay. exists on Lake Menominee, small okay. little lake, and the farm is in Burks Falls. Uh, okay. So about forty minutes away, and one is like nearly abandoned, and the other one is. is well, the abandoned place, the farm, is my sort of playground. I love that place more than yeah, anything Jesus. itself. That's awesome. I could, marry, I would marry my farm if I could. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I, feel like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah well. I feel the same way about Richmond yeah. Trail. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Right on. So yeah. okay, fast forward then, and yeah. and I know that when Drift was opening up, Yelma and I were real excited. Yeah. Because Yelma works just down Everybody the street. Everybody was. Yeah. Gab was stoked. <laughs> Yelma like works really close by, so it's like lunch break. Yeah. Head to the fly shop. And spend all my money, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. my bank account loves Rob. Toronto was excited. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were yeah. blessed for like what eight months. So yeah. how did you get to the point of thinking like, because that's like that's obviously quite a, like a romantic thing. Like I would love to own a fly shop one day. That'd be mm. sick, right? Like yeah. just open one up and you just fly fishing every day. Yeah, back and practice casting, <laughs> go fishing on lunch. That is very far from reality. Well, what's, what's the deal? What, <laughs> what, how did you get into it? And, and what's it like owning a fly shop? Like for the first, because you guys have been open now for uh, just over eight months, maybe nine months now. So it's fairly new. Pretty place. new, very very new. So new experience. Yeah. Did you did you have any stores before? Uh, no, no. So I used to work for a fly shop in Toronto. Uh, I guess my progression into the world of fly fishing as a professional, so to speak. Uh, I started off a guide school in Montana. Um, I left guide school, came back to Toronto, got a job pretty much right away after a trip, quick trip wow. to Iceland. Um, uh, and then worked for a year and a half in a fly shop in Toronto. Uh, I learned this sort of do's and don'ts. And then, 
eventually what happened was uh, the fly shop that was in the city shut down, moved out, and there was a huge opportunity to jump into a very well-known location. And uh, I had a plan together for about nine months or so to open a fly shop, regardless if it was in town or not. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that a huge barn door just swung open and you know allowed for me to sort of slide right in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Timing was right. It was perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah it, you know, the plan was very complete. Uh, just the high gear side of things had to kick in, and it was just a bit of a crash bang to get open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome. It was, you know, there was no sleep involved. It was, uh, you know, a few months there of just, you know, painstaking work uh, yeah. with tons of support from the local community as well. My sales reps were phenomenal. There was no issues getting, you know, stuff into the shop. Um, and I had friends and family who volunteered their time, which I was blown away by. Like, Rob, we want to see you do well. But, uh, what yeah. do you need? Tell us and we will do it for you. I was right. blown away. That's awesome. Absolutely. Secret yeah. for, for success. Yeah. Full involvement. Oh, exactly. Yeah, support and community involvement. That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. And you knew, you knew uh, all the reps before, too. Oh, yeah, that the, helped. <clears throat> fly shop experience you had before. You oh, knew, yeah. You knew the guys. And oh, yeah. As soon as I signed the lease, like, the, the phone calls went out to the sales reps, and they were like, holy crap, let's make this happen. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty amazing. It's yeah. funny, too, because we kind of glazed over it, because I, I said how did you get into fly fishing and then fast forward to now yeah. but you were a guide you went to guide school in montana yep that's ridiculous yeah, yeah it was pretty cool what the hell was i was that? waiting for you to touch on yeah. that yeah. <laughs> guide school yeah. in montana I've montana looks... i've looked it up the, that whole program it looks yeah. pretty amazing so there are a few different schools there's um i think there's Sweetwater, but the one i chose to go with was um the clark fork river guide school uh don okay. dale is the owner and operator of the clark fork river lodge i think it's called okay and um, a space out of St. Regis, Montana. So I was looking through schools because I, 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 when I went to the school itself, I, I thought about you know, what I want to do with my life and had, went through a few career changes. I was a chef for many years. I was a chef? In, yeah, was in agriculture for a while as well. I don't well. think we have enough time for this show. We don't have enough time for this We're going to bring Rob next everything. week again. Yeah. <laughs> life and times of Rob Sestin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, he's, chef. Like, he yeah. just turned 19 the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Oh geez, where was that? Yeah, so um, yeah, I decided to take make fly fishing my my career path, and um, and thought the best way to do it was to get something officially on the books in terms of education and qualifications. Mm-hmm. Even though the Montana qualification, or even just the the program, wouldn't actually matter too much in Ontario, but it was a great stepping stone to, yeah. you know, get into it itself. You know, prove to the industry and prove to other shops or mm-hmm. potential employers that I'm yeah. serious about this. Give some credibility. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of moonlighters uh, who like guide and you know, do this stuff around, but if somebody actually does take it seriously and, and put the effort to go to Montana, drive out there, spend you know twelve Absolutely. to fifteen yeah, days you know at school, drop the money down to do it, it it's it, the person has intention and they really want to you know exceed and not just kind of well, dabble do a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was at the sea, Montana, from from your real eyes, like to be there. Oh yeah. You always see it on, in the in videos oh, it's insane, or in, yeah. in the books. Montana is unbelievable. Uh, the quality <laughs> of fishery, just how beautiful it is too. Like when I did come back from that trip, because I went to Montana, shot up to Fernie to visit a friend, so fished in um, the Elk River and the Wigwam, then came back and I looked at the local trout fisheries that I, that I was fishing before. And I'm like, wow, my rods went away for about a month. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just it, you're you're in the pristine primo absolutely gorgeous you know you're a big sky country and you come back to Ontario was great mind you but there's just another level of fishing out there it's it's, yeah there's less than elevation in Ontario (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. we got a couple hills yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that like Ontario is like unreal yeah yeah like it's so awesome you know Mm -hmm. yeah but you see pictures from OS and Montana it's like oh man how can that not be so great yeah it just looks so much. It's just different. Oh yeah, if my 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 suggestion is if you ever have a chance to make the pilgrimage out west and fish like the Mecca of fly fishing in yeah. North America, mm-hmm. like yeah. Montana, Utah, and all that. Yeah, do it. You will not, not regret it yeah. one second. It's phenomenal. Yeah. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. then, so that qual- so that qualifies you to guide do all the stuff in the states, then, right? Uh, well, it's just a, it's a prep school basically for okay. the guide qualification for each state. Uh, so Montana has their own guiding license, yeah. uh, and then you would just you know use the basic knowledge to do yeah. what you want afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's amazing was twelve days of guide school. Half the day was spent on the water fishing in the afternoons, mm-hmm. pretty much, and then the, the morning was all theoretical sort of stuff like you know client uh, you know client employer relationships, right? Like business stuff. <clears throat> exactly wow. that. You know bug mm-hmm. identification as well. Like you know, even basic knot tying. Yeah. Cool. It's it was really worth. Cool. I would I would do it again yeah. just for the fun of it. It was phenomenal. Yeah, the exactly. instructors were great. We fished nonstop on the Clark Fork. Um, I met some phenomenal people. My buddy, uh, I, I, a friend of mine now, I made from guide school. Dominic's Meadow has a fly shop down in Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, Two Rivers Fly Shop. We stay in touch. Two Rivers Fly Shop. Yeah, I know. I've been yeah. to that place. No, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's he's cool. He's a cool guy. He's definitely a southern boy. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, other friends, like one of the instructors too, has a fly shop out in. Um, in the Sierras in California, oh, uh, wow. Sierra uh, Trout Magnet. Lord. Uh, yeah, so it's, you, the connections I made there were pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, like, I guess, what, are we going back to school or? Yeah, yeah sure. I think cool. should. Kind of yeah. down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> most definitely. You guys should do it. Man, I heard that there's Penn, in Penn State, they do, they have like a fly fishing course. They do, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's some accredited ones. Actually, Ian Cullen James, I believe, uh, the late Ian Cullen James, he had, a, he had a course where he was actually university uh, credits. Wow. Uh, I think it was Jeez. for fly fishing or something. Towards that. Yeah, yeah, I never really no, but that was Ontario. That was, he did Ontario. Yeah, I think it was Mohawk oh, wow. or something. Okay. I can't yeah, be yeah. too exactly That's sure. Cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure out east, there's probably some course you can take. I think there's like a, subject, like a college degree in Quebec for really? Atlantic salmon guiding. Really? Like it's like, it's like uh, with a college. Interesting. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. Huh? So you get like a, I think from the government, you get well, a paper to say, hey, Atlantic salmon guide. Major in economics, minor in guides yeah yeah it's <laughs> yeah. crazy yeah. that's crazy man. okay so yeah. wow that's amazing yeah. um okay so then when you you move forward you, you opened up a shop yep you said it was it was obviously it's tough to open up like this is a great shop we're surrounded right now by products everywhere fly time materials we've got clothing and outdoor boats. gear bags boats like rods there's got to be quite a bit of like hurdles to get to that point right like what kind of stuff did you face what was the challenges in opening up the shop? Oh, wow. Where do I begin? Yeah. How much time do you have? <laughs> yes, yeah. a whole other podcast. Um, a couple of the big ones. Yeah, for the, for the four, like foremost, like it was actually uh, all the sales reps of the companies were very willing to cooperate. And, you know, there was very little, you know, in the, I guess, convincing to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they needed a fly shop and they were happy just to jump on board and get their stuff into the shop. Uh, biggest thing was uh, staffing. Staffing's a, an issue mm-hmm. uh, in terms of finding the right person who's qualified to work in a fly shop. In terms You've got of, a great guy here. Oh, Chris. Chris, Chris yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was beyond happy and lucky <laughs> to get Chris on board. Yeah, I've known Chris for, I guess, four years or yeah. something like that, yeah. about, about that or so. And uh, um, and we sit in contact. We fish together a few times. We would shoot fly, photos of flies back and forth, just uh, you know, doing what fishing guys do. Mm-hmm. And um, when uh, he used to work at Sale Sports, one of the I guess the competition, so to speak. Sale, yeah. And he was probably one of the best employees at, at the shop. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I had this plan together to open this place up, I told him like, "Yeah, look, this is what I'm doing. Do you yeah. want a job here?" And it was basically a yes on the spot <laughs> yeah. um, and he's beyond talented so I'm, I'm beyond lucky to have him he's a phenomenal fly tire he's very well fished he's a very fishy dude for all the right reasons um, yeah. I'm very very happy to have him and 
He's like the Jonathan Tave of fly fishing. He's yeah. young, but yeah. he's like Mr. Serious. You yes, know? Fly he fishing is. is like... Most definitely. He yeah, takes oh, it very seriously. It's not a joking thing. It's not a part-time thing. It's a full-time yeah, thing for him. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And he's a great tire, too. Right? Like You guys have had some courses and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. He teaches her introductory yeah, courses. Uh, and he's he's 18 years old now, and I can't believe like his fly tying. I'll admit it, he's, it's better. he's better than me. Yeah, um, I can't deny that. <laughs> yeah, he's doing, like, yeah, we, doing like Atlantic patterns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. wings. Wings, wings right? on yeah. the Atlantic. And yeah, he was winging flies. Yeah, Swing flies. There you go. And he's yeah. done casting competitions as well, and he doesn't uh, teach it. Think so. he can't he's yeah. Much about casting competitions. He's gone to a couple of fishing competitions oh, out okay. of a fishing comp, so one of the Grand River, and uh, there are a few more coming this year that he'll be uh, signing up with as well. Damn, he can't cast. Yeah, he's a great I've been caster. With him a oh, couple yeah. times, and he puts me to shame. Every yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah so, yeah, so staffing was definitely is an issue. Trying to find, uh, we're looking for a part-time guy here as well and trying to find someone with knowledge base in saltwater, freshwater, yeah. local fisheries, Atlantic salmon fishing, fly tying, and someone who wants to work in a fly shop. I guess people think it would be a, an easy shoe-in, but there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot, actually. A lot, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, for example, in a day we get guys, we actually, in, in a day we had a guy who was going off um, to fish for sailfish, you know, and, you know, what you need for that? Okay, well, 14 weight rod wow. yeah. or larger, yeah. you need, you know, what hooks, what lines, what this, and, like, having the knowledge base. The guy, if you didn't have knowledge base, I'll look at you like why are you working in a fly yeah, shop exactly. so yeah. uh, you gotta then, be able to, to help yeah then that attorney of guy coming into the shop asking how to get into the sport and you have another mm-hmm. guy coming in looking for Atlantic salmon flies for a certain river yeah. uh, then you have guys going into bass fishing for example yeah. and you have to have all that knowledge base there you know mm-hmm. what products we have in the shop um, you know when to use waders when you can get away without waders mm-hmm. what packs will suit a better situation right. uh, what feathers are used for what and that's a huge thing fly tying is a whole world to itself oh, so yeah. trying to find someone with all that knowledge base is quite difficult actually absolutely well, yeah. it's like they, like this shop here. You guys get people coming like, oh, I'm going saltwater fishing, or I'm going here. Oh, there. tiger fish in Africa. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Actually, guy last week came. He's like, I'm going, uh, I'm going for a tiger fish. What mm-hmm. do I need? Well, wire leader for one. Like, need no <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, chain mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need Face to not go there. into the water. <laughs> yeah. You definitely do not need waders. Such a diverse climate. It is. It's incredible. The people that we meet in the shop on a day to day basis. Uh, blows me away. Yeah. Uh, you made friends pretty quickly in the shop with a number of customers. They just, we just got along and yeah. you trade stories uh, and you realize that, wow, between you and I and everybody else, like we fish the world and you can all share your experiences. And it's, it's really cool to be in a fly, to be a fly on a wall in a fly shop would be a very cool thing. And just, <laughs> we should actually have the podcast ongoing in the shop. Just have yeah. a little camera up there and yeah. little, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not a bad idea. It's like actually. a live cool. periscope feed. Yeah. Right on. Okay. So, Probably an obvious question or obvious answer, rather, but you touched on sale. Yep. It's something we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're not a big fan of the big box type stores. No, it's fine. Not anymore. Like, sure, like they've got a lot of product, but I'm looking around right now, and it's like, there's no way their fly section's as big as this. You know, go into a topical when you can come downtown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, what, like, how, how, like, what's the difference really? Like, what, what do you see? Do you think. For beginners, better to come here, or it's better to go sail. Like, what's the what's the benefit? Ooh, that's a loaded question. To come yeah, here. and I'll, I'll, make, I'll probably make, try to make answers in the most unbiased way possible. Yeah. But if you look at the big box stores, some of them are, some of them are great. Like they have uh, they have some selection in the U.S. Actually, the selections of fly shops in big box stores, yeah. like say in Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's, is quite larger. Mm-hmm. Locally, they're they're not great. They're undersupplied. Um, staffing can be an issue in a few locations. Uh, and my friend, my friends who work at Bass Pro Shop, they're quite knowledgeable in the fly section. Um, they're I find their fly selection is not nearly what we do have as well. Uh, on the off day, those guys aren't there. Uh, the knowledge base is just not present itself. Yeah. Uh, we've had people, clients come into this shop of where I used to work as well in, in an old fly shop with, uh, with setups that didn't make sense. They would come in with a wrong rod, line, reel, 
flies, leader, everything just didn't work oh, together. Wow, and they were sold, you know, maybe three, five hundred thousand dollars worth of, of, of product. Wow. You know, and that's a big difference when you come to a local fly shop. Not just drip, but any local fly shop. You're really looking for information, looking for local information, current information, mm-hmm. the right information, and like guidance on how to get into the sport and also buying what you need versus like what some guy is trying to sell you. Well, yeah. one big thing that I really focus on in the shop and Chris does too is um, you can call it downselling to a degree. Like upselling is always a key term in, in, in business where you want to like push the extra product, push the better rod, push the better bottle of wine in a restaurant as yeah, a server. Absolutely. But uh, a good lesson I learned was from a restaurant called Biff's. Mm-hmm. Biff's? Yeah. No, was it Beef's? No, it was maybe it was that. I know um, Biff's. Biff's, yeah. I think it's Biff's. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was called Jump. There we go. It was Jump. Jump. Yeah. yeah. Jump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyways, go yeah. on. So um, we, I was there as when I was a, a chef when I was younger. We went to a seminar on, on customer service mm-hmm. and like what their initiatives are. Like because they had a great rating at one point. I think they still do for customer service and retention and all that sort of jazz. And one thing they said is that they actually they they focus on on downselling. They wanted you to have the far better experience and value for your product mm-hmm. uh, than. Being ripped off at the end of the day because you will you will you will feel it you will present it you won't come back and yep. you you'll have hard feelings yeah. towards that place yeah, absolutely so they said like and it was simple like even in the application process they would ask their their uh, prospective employees like yeah. you know so what do you think about this how would you sell this customer this and if the guy said look I can sell anybody anything I can sell a thousand dollar bottle of wine and this and that and they would say like at the end of the interview well thank you but no thank you and the, yeah. the guy asked why like. Well, we don't. Your, our beliefs don't line up with yours, and yeah. the way we, we conduct business because we want that customer to actually have great value, great yeah. knowledge, have that great experience, and then come back and you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel now experience is is a big deal in customer service. Like it's not necessarily yeah. what you're selling; it's it's how and what yeah. you provide after. Yeah, and, exactly, and then and the follow up and share knowledge too. Like if you go to Bass Pro Shop, sure you can pick up a kit there, but yeah. or sale for example. But if you get the wrong knowledge and where to fish, where to go, how to set things up, you're not gonna have a great time. No. Imagine the first time angler going into a fly shop, getting the wrong gear. <laughs> you might slip in. This, this old Yoma, um, <laughs> a pair of uh, wading boots for salt water. Oh yeah, that, that you know they'd, they'd be like, great if you weren't salt. Yeah, like fresh water. <laughs> These are saltwater boots. Yeah, we're in Southern Ontario and the Cold yeah. River. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you broke a rod because of it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a slippery yeah. soles, and you went when down. Like the the day, day before, the day actually, ironically, the the day after you told me I was going to slip. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like those are going to freeze. Those are going to freeze, and they're going to just slide down the mud and. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I swear so. it didn't make it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I have saltwater boots, so. So if you ever go to saltwater, yeah. you're set. Which I yeah. am for sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so I, yeah, I think those both stores do have a place. Um, and yeah. given they are on the outskirts of Toronto, they're more approachable in terms of driving. But sure. it's really the better experience, the more specialized gear, and just the the really honest, good, good service. Uh, local fly shops, I think. In my opinion, are the way to go. Whether it's here, whether it's you know the, the grindstone, or at you know the first cast, or yeah. shops around the Grand River Outfitting at Fergus, uh-huh. um, go there, support local, support small, and uh, yeah, these are these are what passionate guys are doing to actually you know mm-hmm. spur on the sport. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's why I said I think it's an obvious answer, but I wanted to hear from yep. you because like you know the thing is too I've, I've heard from time and time again that you go to a new place to fish and a place you're not familiar with yep. go to the local shop and the guys will help you out yep. like they, mm-hmm. they want to see you do well on, even on their local rivers even yep. if it's like because I went down to New York uh, to the Adirondacks there and hit up the shop there and yep. they gave us the flies to yep. And it was right on spot because we looked it up after it. Yep. They were like, yeah, they wanted us to do well. Oh, yeah. Even though yeah. They get lots of pressure, but like, 
Yeah. Most of them. It's the way better for them to, yeah. to want, wanting you to do yeah. well. That's what they're there for. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If they don't do it, if they're doing, not doing that job, they should not be working exactly. the fly shop. They <laughs> should not here, be a fly shop. to do something and I yeah. do it and it never works. I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And that's the thing. You know, a fly shop too, it's it's the personableness of the shop is important because it's basically like it's like a bar in a sense, you know. People yep. come to hang out. You have regulars. We have we totally do. Yeah, yeah. we know like most of our customers by name if they've been in the shop a few times. Yeah. We just sit and chat. We I, yeah, we know like their stories and all that. Yeah, just hang yeah. Out, right? yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Most definitely. You guys want to take a, like a five minute break? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's take a five minute break. We're gonna be right back with Rob from Drift. The famous Chris has entered. Yes, Chris. <laughs> We were just talking about you. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We had a whole segment on Chris. Chris, yeah. Chris yeah. Yeah. There's a whole chapter in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Life and times of Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be next. Paddleboards. So you guys were talking about paddleboards a second ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw somebody fishing, fly fishing on a paddleboard. Yep. Um, is that possible? Is that like a is that like a meme? Like Most a no, 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 not at all. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's very possible. It's very doable. You can even Google search like fly, you know, stand up paddleboard yeah. fly fishing, yeah. and there's videos of actually a woman landing a sailfish, a small what? sailfish, on no. paddleboard in the ocean. Um, so it's very doable. If she can do it, lands like a, a fifty pound like yeah. small yeah. sailfish. You can definitely land. That's so crazy, like so bass and trout. But what's paddleboarding, the boarding yoga? oh yeah most definitely yeah there there is yeah so i'm gonna actually pick a one up for myself uh come this spring and i'll be utilizing the toronto harbor a lot more for my own personal fishing um yeah you know, i don't have time to jump out of the city as much anymore and so why it burn two hours in traffic when i can just you know inflate a paddleboard paddle over to the spit well speaking of which yeah so as a beginner obviously um where do I fish in, in the city? Like, what, what are the best locations? Cool. There, there's a bunch around. Without giving and... away the spots, of course. Oh, no, no, whatever. I'm happy to give away spots. There's some spots <laughs> I won't. Don River, right? Oh, yeah. I won't, yeah. I won't, yeah. I won't You're going to catch cares. anything, but we're going to tell you where to fish. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You can, you can uh, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him catch a fish. Exactly. That's my sort of thing. Yeah, we know yeah. all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some more some than some. Yeah, yeah these yeah. horses have been to the river and yeah, yeah. had some problems. <laughs> it's all the learning curve. Yeah, It is, yes. But I've been on a paddleboard with I took my girlfriend out and um, without the rod, but that's my future project. But you're, it's silent too. Here in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. Just um, at the, um, what? what's it called again? Oh, uh, Sugar, Sugar, Sugar Beach. Sugar Beach. Yeah. Okay. Sugar Beach. Yeah. Okay. And I'm pedal boarding, and right under me, there's like this huge pipe. Yeah. It's not even moving at the, uh, like a, a centimeter because wow. it's so silent. Wow. Yeah. So you can get glide oh, yeah. for carp. It'd be amazing. Oh, no, yeah, it's exactly that. I was going to say for carp, if you head over to the Leslie Street Spit, uh, like Tommy mm. Thompson Park, and you paddleboard out, you know, they're silent. They're very quiet boards. If you get yeah. inflatable ones, too, they're even more quiet. Yeah. And um, you can actually get approach and, you know, silly stockfish with them. Uh, there's no issue with stability. You have to pick up the right board for the job. Uh, yeah. A wider base board, uh, definitely. That's what you want to be looking for versus one made for speed. Yeah. Um, Off the top of your head, I don't want to put you in a spot. Yeah. How much does a paddleboard run you? Um, anywhere from uh, like really entry ones, like yeah. about a thousand bucks or so, up to two thousand dollars or so. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's also the the permanent, like the actual foam boards. So yeah. You can also get uh, inflatable ones too, which are probably a better option. Like in Toronto, I live in a condo. Yeah. I can't bring a yeah. fourteen foot board inflatable. into my elevator. Yeah, we're all in the same boat here. Yeah. Inflatable <laughs> with my casting. 
man, I'm going to be in the water. Oh, shit, I'm going down. The top is it's pretty solid. Oh yeah, they're you're not they're tough. Get a, a fly in there. Oh no, they're not like dollar store inner tubes. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty solid. Yeah. So fly fishing on Toronto for Yama. Yeah. yeah, and for 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 all like I would love yeah. to know too. I love yeah. lessons I'm always going carp. I always yeah. always talk about carp, but yeah. that's where I go. Yeah, like, and there's amazing flats. Yeah, and carp carp is great urban urban fish because yeah. they they suffer through very poor water quality and they they thrive really. Yeah. Uh, but if you look across Toronto, um, like from the Rouge River, you can fish the Rouge. There's steelhead in there. You get to run a salmon as well. Uh, you get a small amount of resident bass there in the summer as well. Nothing I'd go and target, but may catch one. Yeah. 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 As you head west, uh, you get you know things like the Dawn River, um, Highland Creeks one as well. It gets uh, some fish that run up Highland Creek. Uh, once again, not a huge run, but they are there. They do stock with Chinook salmon, I believe. You get some steelhead that run up there, and uh, I think some Atlantics. There, I think they're stocking the river with uh, with them as well. Okay. Uh, the Rouge, they are stocking the Atlantics, I believe. So if I wanted to hop on the subway, yep. with my fly rod. Which Don is- River and the Humber River. Now, yeah. believe it or not, the Don River, it's under the radar of a lot of guys. So um, it. it gets actually a pretty substantial salmon run yeah. uh, of the Chinook salmon. Uh, they do stock it with the Chinook salmon. Any uh, steelhead? Uh, very, very, very few. Okay. Um, if you want to go out and fish one. for steelhead, good luck. <laughs> yeah. uh, you may get a couple. Uh, yeah. There are some uh, regulatory brown trout that do run the river as well, but not very many, once again. Um, yeah. The great thing about the Don is it's on, under the radar of a lot of people, and because there aren't huge steelhead runs, it doesn't get a lot of pressure. Mm. So if you want some water to yourself to go have a nice day in the city, and I've been down there and I've had deer walk beside mm-hmm. me in oh, downtown yeah, no, Toronto. No. It's like, what the hell just happened there? That's kind of cool. It's pretty cool. My place. Yeah. So I, I, I like it um, around Eglinton. Yeah. This is deer everywhere. Oh, yeah. Deer too. Yeah. Like, uh, no, there, there's wildlife yeah. in downtown Toronto. There was a deer, I think, that actually made its way over into like Bay Street at one point. Yeah. <laughs> they had to go trank it and, and remove from the oh, city, man. but you know, there, there's wildlife around here. So yeah, the Humber yeah. River is great too. The Humber River is yeah, probably the most accessible river I've ever seen. There's a subway stop on top mm-hmm. of the river. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you yeah. can walk down with a set of stairs right to the river. Wow. So it's pretty That's awesome. Crazy. There's two parking lots uh, you can access at uh, Etchen Brule Park. You can fish for steelhead and salmon there. There are carp in there in the summer and then suckers and all that as well. And, yeah. you know, the goldfish for an afternoon, if it swims and has fins, it's, it's, it's game. Yeah. Uh, the south side of the island itself has some pretty big flat type areas and lots of carp uh, exist there. Uh, if you head to Tommy Thompson Park, on the weekends, you actually walk out to all the little bays. There's tons and tons of carp, and carp are great. Um, as I mentioned, like they're the great urban fishery. They're very spooky, actually. They're quite a te- technical fish. Yeah. Um, you have to sort of know your stuff and be able to cast to catch yeah. those fish. Um, so love, it's I great to do. Yeah. So my favorite. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And also, if you head over to the mouths of the rivers as well, you can always catch uh, steelhead that are staging, uh, you know, in the fall and uh, even in the spring. Now there's steelhead out there, and you can also target uh, salmon as well if you're throwing spinning rods or spinner spoons and all that, or with, even with flies. I had a few friends hook up with flies off the mouth of rivers, and very doable. Um, yeah, tons of places. There's yeah. lots actually. It's quite a few. If you fish yeah. Toronto, something important is to have waders because you want to be in the water. Yeah, the red ants. Remember Chris, the yeah. the red ants. I've never seen so much red ants in my entire life. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, Chris and I went to Tummy Thompson, yeah. and like the trails were red right. from ants. Oh shit! It, I don't know if there was like a hatch or something, but yeah, they were everywhere. And we put our bags in in uh, yeah. by the side, and then when we grab our bags, we're walking, and ow, ow, and our bag was covered Ooh, wow. With, wow. with red ants. And I had I actually have to jump in the water and 
rub the hands off yeah. my waiters because they real. were getting in. Yeah, that's another to touch on too. Yeah. Like, uh, we'll look out for environmental hazards when we're out there, whether it be yeah. like either very poor water quality where you don't want to wade or soft mud. Yeah, uh, look for invasive <laughs> species um, like red ants. Uh, locally as well, we have issues with giant hogweed as well. Yeah. So we go out to the rivers uh, and it's quite identifiable. These plants are huge umbrellas. They stand like seven yeah. feet tall or so. Yeah. Uh, the sap from it, if it gets onto your skin and gets in contact with light, can give you a severe chemical burn. It will actually burn too. you. And if it's in your eyes, you can go blind flat out. Wow. So be very careful. Know, know what you're getting into. Um, yeah, there, you know, even yeah. though it's a nice fun day of fishing, there are some yeah. hazards out there you have yeah. to be aware of and, yeah. and look for. Yeah. Yeah. Warmer climate. Yeah. Well, you guys look like you're almost about to open. Chris came in and it got a lot brighter in here. The lights are on. Yeah, you guys are it's not a smile. You put the lights on. Let's mention uh, IF4. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about You guys are hosting IF4 next weekend, right? Yeah, the International Fly Fishing Film Festival. Okay, so yeah. that's that's next Sunday, right? That is correct, correct Sunday. What, t- what time is that? Uh, doors open at 6 p.m. and at 6.30 the show starts. Uh, that day in the shop we have a demo for fly fishing in Belize. A gentleman of by the name of Richard French who owns and operates Slipstream Angling okay. uh, worldwide is coming in for noon to chat about uh, how to go to Belize on a pretty good budget and actually fit Belize and get the permit oh. bones tarpon. Uh, so pretty pretty great just to grab a good we'll time here. to yeah, yeah. pick his brain and at 3 p.m. the cast of the movie The Pursuit which is in the IF4 uh, the film festival will be in the shop that day talking about musky flies musky fishing oh nice movie celebrities oh the celebrities yeah, <laughs> yeah fly fishing celebrities yeah, 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 better yeah. than that yeah. Um, so yeah, the limo yeah they are there's actually a limo of 30 people coming from London uh, with a some limo? Crew there. Yeah. a limo of 30 yeah yeah so and I'll be yeah. I'll be the paparazzi. <laughs> a limo for, okay, cool. Yeah. So where are they shoot where are they where are they screening? Uh, so it is going to be at the Rainbow Cinema, which uh, Market Square, which is uh, 80 Front Street East. Okay. Yep. Right by the St. Lawrence Market. Right by there, yeah, kitty yeah. corner to it. Yeah. Yep. And right I'm going to just ask the stupid question because I don't know that much about it. Yeah. What what films? Are, how many films are they playing? Like what what's what are the films? So it's about eight films uh, that they're going to have, um, and they're based on everything from like blue water fishing for tuna to uh, you know trout and small stream, yeah. uh, running rivers. There's a you know if you look at the IF4 website, the International Fly Fishing Film Festival website, there's a whole bunch of trailers on there. You can click, connect to it through our website as well. Um, and yeah, it's it's basically to be honest, it's like fish porn. Yeah. Uh, it's like two hours of watching the nice. phenomenal like fly fishing cinematography. Yeah. And if you're on the fence, if you're I say if you're fly curious and you want to like get into <laughs> fly fishing, <laughs> nice. Nice. you, you want to get into it, yeah. it's a great way to really just like get inspired and see what fly fishing is. The yeah. old mentality of like dudes and tweed. Um, you know, drinking squash, uh, scotch, and cigars. You know, nothing's wrong with all those things. They're all yeah, totally yeah. cool. Right, right. Well, cigars there's and a new generation, yeah. and yeah. I think IF4 embraced that new generation. Exactly. It shows you that you can just fish for more than trout on small streams. You know, mm-hmm. going for tuna, going for tarpon, going for tigerfish. Like, there's such a variety out there, and it's not an old man sport. It definitely wow. is not. It's not anymore. We're about to trout bumps sitting on a table. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it's, it's a whole new life to it. So. Do the hook guys have a film in that? Yes, uh, they, they, they do. Yeah. They do, yeah. yeah. Um, Along the way, I believe it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think they did a road trip across Canada. Well, because the IF4 tours, right? It does. Uh, well, um, uh, anyone can actually host the IF4. Okay. So if you want to next year, you could buy the rights to it and show it in the city or wherever location you want to. Mm. So I think your location My apartment. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Canada. sit around. I'll yeah. huddle around my TV. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is amazing, guys. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. So we get the popcorn. <laughs> right well, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. We're going to be here for sure. Yeah. It's um, been two years. It hasn't. Uh, yeah, last year was missed. The year before that, yeah. so you, and the year before that as well. Kim Root had hosted it in the Fox Theater on yeah, the east end of the city, yeah. uh, a little out of the way, uh, even from like the, the shop location. It took an hour east on the streetcar to get oh, there. Yeah, so it was a while. Yeah, it's a little, a little more central. Far. I find this time. Uh, the shops nearby as well as you can pass by the shop in the same day.
day and just you know see what the shop looks like mm-hmm. if you haven't been here before as well. Right on. Yeah. So to close this up, what, what else can we expect from Drift in the near future? So we got the Fly Fishing Festival coming up. Yeah. What can you expect? Else? That's what I, yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you guys do courses, tying, yeah. anything. What, what's going? Yeah. On? So we do have uh, in-house courses we, that we do um, for fly tying, like intro sort of stuff, and advanced courses for fly tying. Uh, and they they start from like talking like super novice, never have seen a fly in your entire life, and we can get you tying a fly very quickly. Um, we're going to work with local guides. We don't have any drift guides, but what we do is we definitely work with a local full-time, absolutely established, fully insured guides mm-hmm. and get you onto the water. They do their job phenomenally well, so we're not going to try to, you know, uh, you know, take their business or whatever else. We're going to utilize the people around us. Yeah. Um, so they, they do uh, beginner courses, uh, intro courses. We may do a couple here as well, just like what is fly fishing, let's get onto yeah. the water type of things. Yeah. Um, we also are going to do uh, work with like local competitors as well, um, like actually competitive angling and offer courses with that, uh, utilizing uh, the team, the Dredge Hogs, which are local to the area. And they'll do some uh, pro seminars, events like masterclass type things as well. Uh, working with the Franklin Club to get people onto their waters. Uh, hopefully soon with the Cambridge Club to get people, you know, that they have in their, uh, I guess, in their membership base into fly fishing. Mm-hmm. And really this summer as well, it's like I, my plan of mine is to go and just really promote fly fishing, period, or even getting guys outside. Uh, not even about fly fishing, just letting people know you can fly fish or even fish Everywhere. or enjoy nature in the city itself. Yeah. Like, you know, you can spend a couple of days laying in a park and drinking beer, but what's that doing for anyone or anything? Like, go outside <laughs> yeah. and do something, yeah, you know? absolutely. Enjoy what we have. Enjoy this resource. So won't be here forever yeah. uh, so let's utilize it as we can yeah this yeah. is my exercise I don't play soccer anymore yeah. so this is this is my yeah. same yeah. well yeah. waiting a river it's resistance no training that's yeah. right yeah. Well, I, I gave up I gave up basketball recently it wasn't working out because I'm Pretty short guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Jo- jogging, 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 jogging. Never yeah. been uh, big, white so. guys can jump. You know, that's you know, like it's just that's, I'm not, I'm not good at it. So fishing is my sport as well. Well, that's great. Old guys. Yeah, if you combine if you combine it with like sand paddle boarding or canoeing, mm-hmm. boating, anything yeah. like that, it yeah. really does. It's a full. Well, paddle boarding yeah. sounds pretty cool. I think yeah. something and I mean, when we go for steelhead, when you go down that cliff, go up again, it's. So we're a little bit of cardio. Here. You're outside. Yeah. You're you're working. Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. You want to hear someone complain? Go fish with me and walk around a lot. Yeah. Guys, what's going on? Yeah. Turn around. My heart hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My legs. I have little legs, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossing rivers. <laughs> we cross yeah. the river. We have water to our to uh, to our not ankle. Huh? Yeah, like waist. way up. Well, to our waist. <laughs> oh man. The French coming true. out. To our waist, and then you look at Mitch, and he's like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, my arms are like, oh my god, <laughs> just floating down the river. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> well, that's it for today. You guys are opening up, uh, Rob. I just want to thank you so much for having us at the shop today. Thanks, Rob. It was awesome. Yeah, Thanks, was guys. Really, Appreciate really it. And you're welcome anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? If you haven't checked out the shop and you live nearby or you're visiting Toronto, definitely come by Drift Outfitters, which is Queen East. Stop by and talk to Rob. He's going to hook you up. Um, but for today, and that's Chris. it. And Chris, of course, Chris. who's busy stocking Can't shows. Can't forget him. Getting everything going. Chris. Mr. Serious. Take <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> break. No way. Get to work. <laughs> but that's it for today from me, yeah. Mitch, Yilma. Yeah. We'll and see you Gab. See you next time. And our guest today, Rob. Take it easy, guys. And Chris. And me. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get fishing soon. Thanks and see you later. Bye.